Hello, I'm Kiara, world traveler, breathwork facilitator, and life coach. In this podcast, we deconstruct overrated societal norms and shed some light on what it means to be human. From taboo topics such as orgasms to vulnerable conversations on childhood trauma, no topic is off limits. You'll walk away with alternative healing modalities, mindset hacks, and most importantly, a new perspective. In a world where most people are just surviving, I want to help you thrive. Now let's go deeper. All right, welcome to the first episode. This is amazing. So yeah, I just want to keep this one casual. I want to um, kind of make this free flow Uh, a free flow off, you know, me and what I want to offer with this podcast. And I also do have a few questions from Instagram that a lot of my followers put in um, regarding questions they had for me. So we'll definitely get to that in a bit. But first, I did want to talk about why I started this podcast and how I wanted to help my listeners. And I guess the story starts in Sedona. (laughs) I went to a meditation retreat in Sedona and it was magical. I met some of the most amazing humans, got super vulnerable, and learned a lot about myself in the process. But what I found to be the most impactful were the sharing circles. In these sharing circles, we all got together um, in a circle, obviously, (laughs) and um, we just shared each other's life stories. We shared traumas, our limiting beliefs, and things that we're working through, and things that we've overcome. And some of these people are just so inspiring and so vulnerable. Hearing their stories made me feel like not only like I'm not alone, but made me realize that what I'm going through is so similar than what other people are going through. Other people do have these limiting beliefs or they do have these thoughts about themselves that are clearly not true. You would never guess that they're going through certain things. And I'm not going to get into specifics because obviously I don't want to um, share their stories without their permission. But listening to what they've been through and what they're struggling with gave me permission to not be so hard on myself and to learn from their mistakes and to realize that we're all in this together and no one's perfect and no matter how someone looks or dresses or acts or how much money they're making, they all have shit that they're, they need to work on. And that's magical. That's beautiful. So I want this to be your sharing circle. You get to listen in on intimate conversations that I have with my guests. Sometimes it'll just be me on topics that are just typical things that we don't talk about. Our insecurities, our childhood traumas, societal norms that we are feeling so burdened by. I mean, that shit is tough. Men needing to, I guess, pay the bills, right? Make money in order to feel to feel worthy. Women 
focusing on their beauty, always having to look beautiful because, oh, otherwise you won't get a husband or people will say, will comment on your body in negative ways. Who gave someone else the right to comment on your body? It's your freaking body. These are important conversations to have because otherwise you'll just go around thinking that it's normal, that having these standards, these, these pressures that society puts on you is normal. When in reality, it's the system that's broken. I want you to get unstuck. I want you to let go of beliefs that aren't serving you so you can go and live your best life. In order to do that, you're going to have to get a little uncomfortable. Some episodes may be triggering. At that point, you have to ask yourself, why? Why is this triggering for me? I'm going to have you look at beliefs that you currently have. The belief, I'm unworthy, is something that a lot of people have. At that point, you ask yourself, when was the first time you felt that way? Where did that stem from? Some people may think, everyone I love leaves me. Well, maybe you're attracting that into your life. Take a look at when was the first time someone abandoned you? And why do you think that's going to happen again? Sometimes it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. In fact, a lot of the time it is. The only way to thrive is to grow and to face these thoughts head on. Ask the tough questions and love yourself enough to do the work. Let this podcast be your safe haven. A place where you get to hear other people shed their truths and show you that we're all more alike than you think we are and we're all just trying to get through it together. Question time now because I've been talking on and on about this podcast and I feel like you guys already kind of get the gist and as I grow it and I evolve it I think uh, I will grow and evolve with it I'm definitely not all the way healed yet and I don't want you guys to think that I have all the freaking answer because I'm not I'm still so young and I still have a lot to learn I don't think I'll ever not be growing and learning just like most people don't. I, I hope that everyone's growing and learning as they grow go along through life. Um, but yeah, so one of the questions was just a little funny to me because it, I guess maybe it was just the way it was worded, but one of them was, oh, actually a couple of them were kind of like this. How did you get to be where you are now? And I was a little taken aback by it because let me tell you, I am completely normal. It's not like I woke up one day and everything I had was just handed to me. No, I put in the work and I believed in myself. And I did everything I had to do to get it. That means feeling the fear and doing it anyways. When I started my business, my social media management business... It was scary. So many limiting beliefs came up, but I did it anyways. I I taught myself the skills. I showed up on social media. And by the way, that was hard for me. It's not like I want to be on social media all the time. In fact, I had to force myself to be on it in the beginning. But that was the work. And now I'm showing up freely and authentically. And it just opened up so many doors for me and I, I can't believe I'm where I'm at now because I used to want to run and hide all the time 
I used to be scared to be on video and now it just comes naturally. To get there though, I had to face my fears and I had to really look at the beliefs I had around showing up. I realized that I was afraid to take up space and that I cared a lot about what people thought about me. Then there was the beliefs around money, pricing myself a certain way and asking for things, you know, asking for help, hiring employees. That stuff was tough. I had an identity crisis at one point where I was like, whoa, am I really worthy of this? You know, I I, I self-sabotaged at times too, but it help me grow as a person and that's why looking at your beliefs and doing the work is so important because once you uncover all that all that stuff that you don't want to face you'll realize like wow like i am i i am worthy enough to to get my dream car to get my dream house to have that dream relationship um it's just a matter of you believing if you can do it or not So how did I get to where I am? I mean, not settling, believing in myself and uncovering the things that are holding me back, all the living beliefs that I had and all the things that weren't serving me. Kind of semi-close to the next question, which is, how do you fill your heart and soul and pay your bills? I want to leave my corporate job. So this is, um, I'm assuming you want to work remote or just leave your corporate job in general. I'm not too sure. I guess my first question would be, why don't you? What's holding you back from doing that right now? What's holding you back from learning certain skills, whether it be after your corporate job or, you know, beforehand, whenever you have the time? Why, what are you telling yourself right now? that is holding you back from doing so. I see so many people settling and living lives that they don't like living. And I know it's going to sound so cheesy, but we only have one life. We're meant we're put on this world to enjoy it. This life is sacred. Why aren't you living life on your terms how you want to live them? Aside from that, I already touched on earlier how I started my own business and just to not warn you because I want you to go for it and I want you to freaking thrive and succeed at whatever you choose to do, but also know that it's going to take work and that I know that a lot of the manifestation community says, oh, if you believe it, you can have it, which is 100% true, but you also got to put in the work. I think not many people talk about the working aspect of it so one of my mistakes that I made with social media management which which starting that business was I wasn't in love with it I only saw it as a means to an end I only started it because it gave me the freedom to travel wherever I wanted but then eventually I got bored of it and I ended up hating it so much Uh, I put a lot of pressure on myself and I kept on doing it despite disliking it. So my advice to you is, first of all, find something that you absolutely love doing or something that excites you. If you don't know what your dream job is, do something that excites you and go follow that. But also, look at why you're not working towards it now. And and question yourself and ask yourself, 
what the limiting beliefs are around ditching your corporate job and finding something that you truly love to do. If you really wanted to, you could have anything you wanted right now. The only thing stopping you from achieving it is yourself. And I know, I know that sounds so cheesy and so ridiculous, but I promise you, it is so true. Okay, next question is actually my favorite. What parts of yourself do you hide from people? And I love this question because I feel like this is such a beautiful question to ask just anybody because everyone hides parts of themselves from other people. Um, unless you're just truly authentic 100% of the time, which is the goal. And some people have reached that. They're just themselves all the freaking time. And I feel like that's beautiful, you know? And I'm, I'm getting there for sure. I think parts of myself that I hide from people is my dorky nerdiness. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like I'm too much for people. Um, I know I'm a pretty big dork on Instagram already, but... I definitely don't go, you know, 100% dork. I'm like 60-70% dork. <laughs> and honestly, that stemmed from childhood. I remember being a dorky kid, but one of those kids that had a lot of energy and was always the jokester. And my mom just didn't know how to handle that. She always shushed me or yelled or, you know, just didn't want to be near me when I was like that, I guess you could say. And as well as kids, you know, I was bullied when I was a kid and that was, that's definitely another episode, but I, it was just never received very well as a, as a kid. And that kind of got transferred over into adulthood. I'm still kind of afraid to take up space at times, less so now, but always fearing that rejection and always fearing that I'm too loud or too much. And that's something that I had to work through. So the next question is, insights on my life and what I struggle with. Let me tell you, I struggle a lot. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I think it's the way we, we go about things and the way we look at things that make it a struggle or a learning opportunity. And what I mean by that is having a growth mindset and an understanding that whatever we're going through in life, we're meant to go through so we learn from it, so it doesn't happen again. I think what most people suffer from is a victim mentality. When something happens to them or when there's a wrench that gets thrown in your plans, a lot of people, people either give up or they just, yeah, they, they just complain. And they, they're like, oh, this happened to me. And what did I do? Blah, blah, blah. Like, it's, they make it about them. When in reality, it's not about you. It's about how you handle it and how you overcome it. So instead of going through a shame spiral next time, think about it like, Okay, this happened. It wasn't cool. Kind of sucked, actually. But what? how can I grow from it? What can I learn from this? How has this impacted me in a positive way? Just that mindset alone is going to change your life. 
because it teaches your brain to start looking for ways to improve instead of reasons to give up. If your first instinct when coming across an obstacle is, oh, I will never get this, or oh, I'm just bad at this, or I'll never, I'll never get what I want, then yeah, you know what? That's what will happen. But instead, if you start thinking, okay, well, this way didn't work. How about I try it this way next time? Or how can I get better at this? Do I hire a coach? Do I hire a teacher? What can I do that will get me closer to where I want to be? A personal example in something that really set me back a lot, um, a lot more than I'd like to admit, because this felt like it was so out of my control, was my injuries. Lately, I've been getting injured a lot. Um, in the beginning, it was from, you know, um, I was just, my back has always been kind of like iffy from all the strength tra training and CrossFit that I used to do. And then I started lifting some heavy weights post, like, or it's not post-COVID yet, but once the gyms opened up over here, there was like a private gym that I went to. And I, yeah, I messed up my back trying to go a little too heavy. Shortly after, I got into a mountain biking accident and then a snowboarding accident. I mean, talking this out now, you'd figure you'd probably say, Kara, stop doing crazy shit. <laughs> and I did. Um, granted, I did. Um, but then it was just like small little accidents, like rolling my ankle while running or not being able to run for long periods of time anymore. And I let it get to my head me coming from a highly active lifestyle to not being able to um even walk straight at one point i couldn't walk i was walking bent over like a little grandma with a cane <laughs> or even drive i had to drive with one hand when i when i dislocated my shoulder snowboarding so it and it this all being within a six month time span really made me feel like i was breaking down like my body was breaking down so what I took away from that and what I learned from that was to slow down, to be okay with resting, with letting my body heal. I was always go, go, go. And granted, I mean, yoga never really mentally stimulated me. Um, obviously, I liked extreme sports. And I think I always will. That'll always be a part of my life. But all these injuries made me realize that in the 10 years that I've been working out, I have not taken any rest from that. I've maybe two weeks tops out of 10 whole years, I've only taken two weeks out of my gym routine or out of being active. And... Yes, being active will always be part of my life, but realizing it when I need rest and honoring my body, allowing myself to sit still. One thing that also came from it is realizing I have really horrible balance and stability. I've recently started taking Pilates and a little bit of yoga, which is obviously completely different than the hyper-masculine, hyper-competitive crossfit and strength training that I used to do but it's a different type of workout and it actually challenges me in a whole other way 
it is something that I'm really looking forward to progressing at. Because honestly, I suck right now. And I love sucking because now I can get better at it. Pilates, I recommend it to anyone. It's great for posture, for stability, and there's some weights involved. Um, it's challenging, not only physically challenging, but mentally challenging. So I'm loving it. And <laughs> I wouldn't have found it had I not injured myself constantly. So what did I get out of that? I discovered a whole new way to work out. Pilates is freaking amazing. It strengthens me from the inside out in a low-impact way. And I wouldn't have found it if I didn't have the mindset I did. I could have easily just given up. I could have easily, and trust me, I was actually tempted to at one point to just freaking give up. Being constantly injured over and over again, it was really tough on my psyche. But I didn't because... I loved it too much and I realized that, hey, if one way doesn't work, I'm going to find another way. And what can I learn from it? When when I, I realized I was really unstable when I couldn't hold a plank or when I went to my first intro session in Pilates, I was shaking. There were these older, older ladies in my Pilates class who were freaking pros, but here I was, a pretty fit young person trying out these Pilates machines and I was, I wanted to tap out for, for a long time and I realized I was lacking stability and those tiny muscle strengths. Yeah, I had the big muscles all, all worked out, but the tiny muscles, not so much. I hope that was a good example for you guys as far as getting over obstacles. Um, for you, those of you that aren't movement inclined, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, that like to me, that was a big thing, not being able to move or hell, I mean, for anyone not being able to walk. So just taking away from that, making sure that no matter what obstacle comes your way, find a way to spin it, to grow from it, and to make it your bitch. <laughs> okay, next question is... How do women orgasm? And it's so funny that you guys ask because I just came from a sex shop with my friends. We were, well, one of them wanted to buy a dildo or a vibrator. A vibrator. It's actually a vibrator when it vibrates. Duh. And it's a dildo when it just, it's like one of those plastic, those giant plastic cocks. <laughs> Not even sure if I can be cussing like that right now or saying inappropriate words, but I'll figure that out later. So we go to the sex shop um, in search of vibrators. <laughs> and the guy, the, the guy working there starts giving us a show or demonstrating a whole bunch of different vibrators. And let me tell you, there's probably in that store there were a couple, like there was a hundred or something, but... Overall, I'm sure there's thousands out there. They suck, they twirl, they do all these kinds of things. It was a bit overwhelming, but it was definitely fun doing it with friends. So as we giggle, he's showing us all these types of all these types of vibrators. And he ends up saying, you know, not all women are the same. They're, they all have different, different... <laughs> 
trying to find a fancy word for this, but let's just say it. They all have different pussies. So he ends up telling us that the reason why past vibrators haven't worked that we've tried is because we haven't found the right one for us. And I think one of my other friends actually, not the one that was there, she actually um, agrees with this statement that once she found the right vibrator for her, that her life changed. Uh, also probably why she's been single for five years. Da-da-da. Duh, duh. Damn, I gotta get one of those uh, sound effects soon. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so, yeah. Uh, every woman is different, so I can't necessarily give you a step-by-step plan on how to how to give a woman an orgasm but I think that's why it's so important to have the conversations um, when you're in a relationship or you're dating someone so many people are scared to be like hey what do you like do you like it when I do this do you like it when I do that uh, what's what's a no-go you know I think a lot of people are scared and they're intimidated or maybe they're too immature I know personally, I mean, I haven't really been in a relationship in a long time either, but I don't think I've ever had those kinds of conversations with an ex, uh, but I plan to. <laughs> I remember being pretty young and just not feeling comfortable with that. I wasn't comfortable with my body and I wasn't, you know, uh, I guess in my own power enough at the time to state my needs and say hey can you do this this is what i like what do you like does this make you feel good that's the only way to really get to know your partner's body and to and to understand what what makes them tick i'll not say the other word because just in case i have to go back and edit all these bad words out i don't know what the posting podcast uh, <laughs> regulations are, so just in case, y'all know what I meant. Um, so, I mean, yeah, let's be real. When we're having sex with someone, we want them to feel good. So it's not like the other person doesn't want you to feel good. Both the man and the woman, or the woman and woman, or the men and men, whatever way you swing, it's not like they don't want you to feel good. So ask them. Don't be afraid to have that conversation. I'm sure they'll thank you after and if you want more specifics i know something that i've heard from all other women across the board is feeling safe they all need to feel safe in order to orgasm if they're not feeling comfortable with you then it's hard for them to be present with you and have a full-on release because they're too in their heads or they're thinking about this or that or if you think they're attractive or if you like their body. So making sure that you make them feel wanted and safe will take care of that mental aspect for them. One last thing to note while we're talking about sex right now is being really conscious of who you choose to have sex with. At the end of the day, sex is so sacred um and this is just this is not me being a prude whatsoever this is me talking about exchanging energy with someone at the end of the day when you are having sex with someone that's a lot of energy being exchanged so be really conscious of who you pick to have in your bedroom i'm not saying you 
can't do what you want with your body, yes, I'm all about it. Girl, it's your body. But choose wisely. All right, one last one to lighten the load. I have some questions regarding my move to Colorado and if I miss California. For those of you that don't know, I moved to Colorado from California about six months ago now. And it has been one of the most eye-opening experiences for me. I definitely do not regret it. Although this cold is kind of getting on my nerves because I am freezing my tits off all the time. But I recommend moving to a new state to anyone. Because you learn so much about yourself in the process. You learn about your patterns. You learn about your distractions. I mean, when you don't have people or things that you're used to not distracting you anymore, you realize, A, you have a lot of time on your hands. B, you gravitate towards what you know all the time. People are always gravitating towards their comfort zones. And when you take away that level of safety, you're left to your own devices. So... Let me back up a little bit. I threw all my belongings into my SUV and drove to Colorado. It was about like a 13 hour drive, but I split it. I stayed in Sedona for two weeks in between and did that meditation retreat that I was talking about earlier. Um, and yeah, I freaking love it out here. I feel like I'm becoming more and more self-sufficient, more independent. And I feel like a different person. I feel like I've grown exponentially. And granted, that's probably that probably has a lot to do with the COVID situation and having a lot more time on my hands. But also realizing that I am much more powerful than I think I am. And that I can do a lot more than I thought I could. I am stronger. I am just falling deeper and deeper in love with myself every single day so yeah i highly recommend it and i'm loving it out here thank you guys for asking and for wondering so that about wraps this episode up thank you guys so much for listening and you guys are gonna love the next episode i have planned until then bye thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode if you enjoyed listening in, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review on iTunes. And if you aren't already following me on Instagram, log on and follow me at quest underscore two underscore Ithaca. In the meantime, have the most magical day.